things that I enjoy doing. It's probably not something that I actually get to do all the time. I'm, I'm a busy mom um, of four. And my name is Becky Pike Bluth. I work at the Bob Pike Group. And I have four kids ages 11 to 17. So you can imagine uh, we have sports, four different sports, four different, actually sometimes it's five or six, who knows. And so sometimes um, practicing the things that I love, I love calligraphy. I love painting. Uh, I do enjoy baking, but I don't always get to practice these skills, right? Well, there's been some research on motivation and learning, and and I'm using the example of things I just want to learn for myself because I'm self-motivated. And so let's look at this from the perspective of just, hey, research on how to be more, more motivated as you learn. Number one, there's two common forms of motivation, okay? Either it's intrinsic or extrinsic. I just gave you examples of intrinsic. That's things that I enjoy doing because I want to do them. Extrinsic is there's an external motivator for me doing it. It'd be like me taking a class. And because I took that class, I get paid a dollar more an hour uh, and or whatever it might be that's going to extrinsically give me the motivation to want to do that. So money, good grades, keeping your job, that's always a good one, right? Uh, is part of that extrinsic piece. But what happens when you're teaching a class that doesn't have an extrinsic piece? It, the good grade doesn't matter. They, they'll keep their job whether or not they actually engage. All they have to do is push start or pretend to be on and they get credit. How can I help somebody be a little more motivated? Here's the thing. Any type of content can be engaging. It's a matter of if you take the time to make it be engaging. Can you help people feel enjoyment? I would say the answer is yes. It doesn't matter what you're teaching. If you think hard enough, like what could create engagement? Maybe a game of some sort. Or maybe I allow time for the group to draw something and show it in the webcam and have them relate it to the content. Having a wide variety of different activities is going to allow for you to hit on some of the more intrinsic motivation elements. So some people will love the art part. Some people will love the talking part. Some people will love the write, write it down. Take a minute right now on your own. Write down some thoughts and ideas. Now, here's an example. All right. You know how everybody has to do. I don't know, harassment training or whatever mandatory, think of a mandatory training that you have to go through, okay? Well, it's not going to fix the problem if you're just kind of saying the same thing you've done over and over and over again, right? Obviously, they have to tell you exactly what harassment is, what the legal is, what happened, blah, blah, blah. And guess what? Employees typically hate that training. It's like all I have to do is sit here and listen to it because it's required. And, and the scores for these classes are always in the tank. But there's a zero po tolerance policy, so we need to do this. Here's what you can do to help create and have it be a catalyst for something interesting. Can you get someone to talk about anti-harassment training that perhaps has gone through it themselves? Can you have somebody share a story that is compelling and isn't just filling in the blanks. Maybe you can have a related example. Maybe it's not an example in your industry, but a related example 
creates curiosity and piques interest. Another example would be if I came up with a case study that maybe was not a near example, so not in my industry, but in another one or something, and they had to read through the case study or even I shared the case study, and then they had to come up with what went wrong, okay? What pieces of this were okay and what pieces were not? Those case studies can create that curiosity of, uh, I'm not really sure it didn't really seem that bad. That is what we're looking for, right? Creating curiosity, creating interest. Here are a couple of other things to consider when it comes to intrinsic motivation, not just extrinsic. When people do something alone and they finish it through, if you're listening to this podcast all the way through, this is an autonomous activity. It's asynchronous. You can do it whenever you want. That is an intrinsic motivator. Maybe filling out a worksheet or a self-evaluation tool. That would be intrinsic. However, if I ask suddenly, maybe have a poll or a discussion forum, maybe it's just my enthusiasm. That's in between, right? Autonomy, doing something myself for myself, intrinsic, to kind of in between, like I'm engaged because of her, but I'm also engaged because I'm interested. And then and then the last side, that more extrinsic part is going to be where I see somebody really engaging in the game, every single person logged in. Or maybe everybody gets to see the progress bar of how far we've gotten through this particular class. Positive encouragement, giving people dots, stickers, check marks. We, we do all of it. Stamps, letting people collect stamps. They don't know what they get in the end, but they're collecting them. They're not sure why, but they do it. So that's little things that can go a really long way for helping with motivation. So as you consider creating and drafting your next webinar, think both motivation, intrinsic and extrinsic, and what's possible for creating that curiosity to help keep people with you. This is Becky Pike Booth. We'll see you next week, everyone. Have a great weekend.